0: Off the
1: ball, somebody says this is bizarre radio, ice cream on a pancake, (laughs) tuna, he's brought shame to the whole town, village where he lives. Subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app. Off the ball daily. Right, you're very welcome along to uh, Off the Ball this evening. If you've just joined us then you've missed some good stuff already. you can get Anthony Nash in the OTB GAA feed. You can get the uh, football kickoff with Sky in our OTB football feed and loads more besides. Anyway, Arthur is here. Arthur, good evening to you. Thanks, Jared. Michael is here as well. If anybody, by the way, if you've got anything you want to get off your chest, you can uh, you can tweet us at Ball, or, of course, you can also text the show on 53106. We're going to uh, do a new slot for Friday evenings where we're um, giving you some recommendations about what to watch over the course of the weekend or if you've seen anything good in the world of pop culture, but we're kind of, like, at a bit of a, uh, you know, to just get this thing going, to propel it forward, to, like, make it really work. So we need help.
0: Yeah. from We badly need help big
1: time. Uh, ideally, the producers of the show who are proving well, entirely useless when it comes to... Uh, sorry, sorry, I should... Um, what? I've checked out
2: by Friday, I, out uh, the door. Uh, well, That'll
0: <laughs> change. He is on holidays next week, in fairness. Though. I would I would describe this as more you know, doing it to kind of create it so build it and they will come attitude to this particular one but, um, you know, th- these are often the most interesting chats. Sure. Uh
1: There's a couple of things that I was interested in talking about. Um, it's harder to find a 30 for 30 documentary at the minute and the ones that they've done in recent years haven't been as good uh, and I, I kind of blame Michael Jordan a little bit for this where the superstars realise that they can make TV shows and those TV shows are worth lots and lots of money when you're listening to people talking about why the Wrexham crew are there they're like getting 400 grand an episode or 800 grand an episode depending on who you listen to right and so therefore they're getting the money back from the club straight away for the TV show but obviously they have Premier League dreams and if they turn that into a Premier League club they're billionaires because they're you know as opposed to the hundreds of millionaires they're already there. Um, but the, the Tom Brady one right I don't know if you've seen Man in the Arena
0: No I've seen bits and pieces of it here and there but I've never actually sat down and watched I sat and watched like
1: four episodes and it's like Tom Brady's story is unbelievable. Yeah. Right? But what you get is this... Like, there's there's a few episodes which are, like, slightly... yeah. You know, Tom was a bit of an asshole, but it's, like, somebody who he really respects now and has agreed that he is of a certain group who can say these things about him. But if somebody was to make a proper thing about Brady, it'd be amazing. But I don't know, because... Because how do you do that with the... You
0: need the Brady interviews. You need, like, good, long Brady interviews as part of that, but...
1: Or else you're just getting talking heads interpreting what he said.
0: Using old yeah, um, it's like,
1: perspective. Yeah,
0: But I think you're right. There, there's a problem with documentary making in general in that, like, everybody has become a filmmaker. Everybody has become a content creator. And because of that, these people are making their stories about themselves, and there's a mad issue there. Like, I mean, that goes across media in general, not just sport. Uh, there was—have you ever seen the Eagles documentary? Um, Bill Simmons was always banging on about it, and I watched it, and he couldn't have been more right. It was—it's absolutely. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know. It's not there anymore. I don't know where it is. But it, it was basically—it was—it was probably the last one where they treaded that line where they didn't have. They basically agreed to do it if you focus just as much on their happy reunion story as you did their unbelievably interesting 70s and breakup and so on, right? This is the band,
1: the Eagles, not the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah,
0: sorry, the band, yeah, right. So there's a part one and a part two. Part two is kind of shite, but that was the only input they had. So they contributed and did all the interviews and that was their, on board was like, you have to focus on our happy story. But the you never have to watch part one or part two because part one is this unbelievable warts and all, incredibly visceral story of this mad band in this amazing like golden era of rock music in in America you know so I think that might have been the last one because they're involved but they don't have full editorial control whereas now it's like all of these people have
1: Well yeah and and I th- that's definitely one uh, aspect of it it's the control element of the brand and you're seeing that now with the Netflix and Wales kicking them out just as the bit gets good yeah. right so the Welsh team are on the verge of striking and not having a game against England in the Six Nations, which would be catastrophic for the CVC investment. Who are the ones who are like getting the Netflix cameras in in the first place? It'll be catastrophic for the future of Welsh rugby. It'll be catastrophic for the future of English rugby, and uh, and for the tournament's respect. And while they're, while they're deciding one way or another, cameras aren't there.
2: Yeah, it strikes me though. I don't mind that so much. Do you know that? And I don't. It's almost like you're kind of working up what you're entitled to. So if if that happens in
1: Do you don't mind it from whose perspective though?
2: From just a human perspective.
1: But then you're watching that documentary series, it's going to be largely... I, I would,
2: like, like, personally, I pro- yeah, I, it wouldn't, that wouldn't probably be for me in terms of thing, but...
1: But my point about it is, is it from a, it, Wales are totally entitled to do what they want, the Welsh players. I would yeah. I would fully support, if they were getting paid enough money by... That's
2: what I mean, that's the difference, that's the point of difference. That, as we've kind of seen from those lads, like, their life is all quite in jeopardy, and it's probably, that just instills a kind of, a degree of...
1: Once Not, again, you've gone to the moral uh, core of the argument yeah, here. You, and I, I agree with you on that point, <laughs> like, right? But my point is about that, from a documentary series, like that yeah. that, that new Netflix thing about Roby is compromised out the gate yeah. because they actually don't have access to the best stuff. Now, I, I think several of the Irish lads who are involved, I'm going to be interested to hear what their stories are and see if we get to know a bit more about them, even though they live amongst us and we're supposed to know a good bit about them. That's their challenge. But I, I think the Netflix stuff only works in... Formula One because we don't know the people the stuff in the golf I think has been largely I haven't seen any of it I've got mixed
0: enough reviews I think think a lot of people were saying that the first episode might have been one of the weakest it was Justin Thomas but yeah I think even the positive ones aren't exactly what you would call good or mind blowing no
1: whereas with Drive to Survive people who did not like the sport got into the sport and wanted to follow the sport Mm. it had that like it had this incredible ability to suck casual fans in and, to a narrative yeah. yeah and what's happened is that there's copycat stuff that comes out and every sport needs it and it's like well you can't just do the same thing it's remarkable really though isn't it like how how many there are
2: I can't believe how quickly they're just like kept like the turnaround is so quick just keep going rugby yeah grand uh, quarterbacks yeah that's grand golf yeah go
1: on firehead and just keep going and going and going the quarterbacks thing if people are unfamiliar with it they just announced it this week that um, they were in with and they were in last season right yeah am I, right, am I correct so that's true. it's um, Patrick Mahomes Kirk Cousins and a few others who are pretty interesting I don't know if they got Jalen Hurts or not Um, and that's I think due out soon so it'll be interesting to see in America they kind of understand that um, they do NFL films have like
0: cameras on them all the time they've all done hard knocks before you know do you know what I'm interested with that as well
2: they have no need to do that which is quite interesting yeah, the NFL could. It's part of the culture. That it's just—it's yeah. very. absolutely no need to do it. There's no need. To, their popularity is through the roof. Like it's not. I presume it'll open up some new avenues, but like, at the same time, they're not in, in need of new eyes the way F1 was. Like it's no. a it's a proper kind of. They've got you know. How uh,
0: so? Can I come back to how like Tom Bray or, or Michael Jordan ruined it? Ruined it. Yeah, because I, I I I'm not sure of the tread exactly in, in here.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good good point, Mick. I'm not sure of the thread exactly. <laughs> no,
0: but I mean <laughs> in terms of, of like why things
1: aren't Patrick as Mahomes good anymore. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota are the three. So you get like the oh, absolute right. apex. You get somebody who's had a failure of a season. You get somebody who had back moments well. in the year, but then ultimately yeah. uh, does Kirk Cousins things. So.
0: Mariota's career is over, and he's a starter this year, but he's on like a terrible team, yeah. and things ebb and flow over the course of the year. That's interesting. Like that could be very
1: good. The Mahomes thing, right? Like one of the most compelling athletes on the planet at the moment and one of the most talented. So this is the challenge to see if there are any minutes in this where he is unguarded or he feels like he doesn't have, Yeah, he can't say, no, I don't want that to go in. Yeah.
0: You know? but I think, bringing back to, to that trial, I think there's two conversations. I think there's the, there's the editorial control of people being involved in their own stories and then there's the second one of is Copycat culture of these, so yeah, they can do whatever they want with that. If they're in there with three people, they can make whatever type of documentary, type of show they want, and it doesn't have to be the story of the season, yeah. Which I think or you know, and today we're with Mariota, and it tomorrow could well be the story the of the season, now, and and it'll
1: be the Evan Flow, and there'll be games that they win, and there'll be games that they lose yeah, it'll be a bit of heartbreaking. But I
0: think that in some ways, the, the tennis dropped. and the golf, and maybe the rugby, we'll see what happens, sound like they could they're just like in drive to survive light. Whereas, like, what I'm really looking forward to, and I don't know when it's coming out because we were expecting it before now, was, like, the cameras following, following Ronnie O'Sullivan around for all of last year, which culminated in winning the World Championship and apparently unbelievable access. Ken Daugherty was talking to us who's, about it. Who's
1: this for? for Netflix, Netflix yeah. as well. Yeah. I think right.
0: I think it was independent and they had an agree- agreement with Netflix and maybe that's why there's been a bit of a delay. But, right. it, you know, what I mean is that, like, at least that sounds like a kind of... a. A specific story being told by a fly in the wall, rather than the story of the sport. I also you know?
1: think that Ronnie O'Sullivan is one of the few people who is probably less concerned about the brand and the marketability. Like he yeah. doesn't have a TB12. He, uh, he, does city, a he owned a Yeah, but I'd say for, he does he, <laughs> he, he owned a chain of um, lingerie stores at one point. Um, <laughs> a man with many investments, but I don't think he's got like a self-help thing that is is only going to be. Focused on how Tom Brady is now going to be the best co uh, comment analyst that we've ever seen because they've given him the biggest contract. Yeah. Um, like, Tom Brady's a media savant uh, and his team are absolute geniuses. Everything, there's never been a wrong step when it comes to, to is that, that, that stuff. That's true
2: though. But like, you had the Make America Great Again thing, which definitely, is, I appreciate there's an audience for that too. Um, but it does kind of, it was slightly out of
1: kilter, I think, probably with most of his peers. Like it's, I'd say with all of his peers they were like within that certainly within the hierarchy of that group himself and Belichick and I don't know what Bob Craft's politics are but I'm willing to bet he's a Republican <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna rip, I'm stick, not taking that bet <laughs> stick my chips in the centre there and go how do you vote Bob? I'll double down um, It was a misstep in in terms like I you know I think that um, he backed a winner at that stage right that was pre the first one and then he backed away from it
0: yeah yeah I think he actually he didn't I I actually think that the calculation there wasn't on the same level I think he made a a, an emotional decision I I think something something close to it yeah Yeah. but I I think it was just a throwaway thing and I think he doesn't do too many throwaway things I think when he does things that are organised They tend to hit.
1: I guess my point is that like uh, he's funny on Twitter. He's funny on Instagram. He has managed to uh, navigate the choppy waters of divorcing from the world's most famous model and come out the other side of that looking like the world's best family man. Do you know? I I mean, you know, Uh, and his media organisation has produced a documentary series where, you know, it gets to the heart of what made him the great, competitive warrior that he is. And it's almost there. I still watch four episodes of this like eight episode thing where it's like... Because his story is so compelling. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like his story is ridiculous. And they they obviously have access to everybody apart from Bill Belichick who you'd like to hear from in the midst of all that, you know? On Jordan ruining everything and... Well, look, obviously that's an extreme... it just it's never gonna be as good as it could have been if he had allowed everybody to say everything they wanted to say. Like if if we could had Scottie Pippen really tearing him apart, yeah. if we could have done more with everybody there like Jordan came across like a bit of a an asshole in that but not the full asshole that he clearly is yeah no, but all, at the
0: same time like all the memes that come from this however two years later are all like Michael Jordan taking names like you know that's like that's everything that, that comes from it you know yeah. but like the only thing I was going to say was that that is who Michael Jordan is right he is a cranky figure he is obsessed with his legacy and his reputation and for him to have made that doc it, that's the only way it could have been done so be- because of that we got We're never quite a raw way yeah. no we are never going to get it but that's what I mean but we got I think <laughs> well we got true. I think we got the best that's possible one
2: the, you could get yeah. with Michael Jordan
0: participating in it Did you
2: do the interview with Wright Thompson for his 50th where he yeah. had no editorial input whatsoever yeah. brought him over brought th- Thompson around spent about two or three days I think together in each other's company <laughs> I haven't read it um, that's amazing it's and like, but it's uh,
1: about from about ten years ago yeah maybe I have read it um, i you did at the time almost certainly but I guess I'd love, because the footage, yeah, it's him flying episodes. through the air is, the, is like, the, uh, that's the thing that hooks you in, that one of the things that made basketball the global thing that it is, is that every kid in the world jumps. Everybody has run and taken a jump and we all know how bad we are at it yeah. and we can all compare ourselves to this guy who's like, yeah. how do you do that? And then at the end of it, he puts the ball in the thing. Mm. It's like, wow. And, and from the, the halfway
0: on, oh, that was Space Jam. That was fake. I thought it was brilliant, though. Is that the fog of lockdown? Is I it, loved was it. Was it not amazing? It was fantastic.
2: But that look, this is part of it. there's a very interesting dynamic of it. So if you take Martin Scorsese, right, and he's made, I think, two different films with Bob Dylan. So they made that No Direction Home so Bob Dylan as a cultural icon is as significant as Michael Jordan right it's the same you're talking about the same stratosphere so he made this one in about the early 2000s No Direction Home which is a sobering fucking long two disc uh, thing of Bob Dylan's life up to 1966 right that's it so like it's you know <laughs> that's your it's incredible and it's yeah no detail left unturned and talking heads and maze and everything but it's quite so sober and humourless to a degree like it's it's very right in the middle and about two years ago, he made, t- he made that other one, The Rolling Thunder Review. So which is basically where Bob Dylan, the story picks up almost in 1974. And it's this tour that goes on the road. And it's great. It's on Netflix. It's like two hours long. And it's amazing. The footage is amazing. Like incredible footage. And what they did, and I'm not sure if Bob Dylan dictated this or if Martin Scorsese dictated this, but both would have had to consent to it, was they just inserted a load of sort of erroneous false characters into the story. So like you had the guy Van Dorp who's this Van who's this uh, fictional German filmmaker and there's a talking head for him. He's there telling you about stuff that happened and they I sort of ID him in this old footage but he was the guy dictating all the footage and everything. You have Sharon Stone playing herself who says she came on the tour as a 17 year old or something. Never happened. There's concert promoters. There's all these different things just fit in. Right. And it's very acutely called from the thing it's called Rolling Thunder Review or whatever a Bob Dylan story. Right. Now, if we're talking about people who manage their thing, and people who manage their outside persona, like again, you're talking about Tom Brady, Bob didn't fit into that thing in terms of how you manage it publicly. I don't know then what you like in terms of what we're wondering. We get if we if we accept that we're never getting well, warts and all. Yeah, I'm wondering which is more enjoyable.
1: Well, I, you, I are you happy to be you're, you're being lied to one way or another? Yeah, at least this is entertaining. Uh, I I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, the the fake reportage fake sorry, stories I should not make the
2: point there's no giveaway that they're fake oh is there not oh no no it's completely taken as real you so know, it's only you afterwards because it was like when you see Sharon Stone the game's up a little it's like really I've no, never heard this before and you kind of look into it, and there are there are about four characters I think from it who are false
1: Right, and what was their post did they ever speak about it no of course not right what's the I, I don't what was the Bob, virtue of it
2: Art- okay, it's, it's artistry. Yeah, it's and, artistry. And, and okay, that makes Story sense. Storytelling, it's everything else, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I suppose as I, we just have to accept that as an authored piece of uh, TV, Michael Jordan's thing was Michael Jordan's thing, right? And that's his version of the truth. Yeah, yeah. I
0: that's what I was going to say, though. As, as a first person delivery. I think there's room for that too, and that's as good as we're going to get. If we can get the story of Michael Jordan, I you're think... not going to have... That's a, that's a objective uh, from the outside looking in. I don't think we're going to do it with the same level of access. So I think you pay, you know, you you rob Peter to pay Paul in a way, in whatever, you're going to have to have a bit of
1: one thing or another. Aren't you? Maybe. Uh in the early days of the the 30 for 30s you just had these now sometimes they would be one side of a story and obviously because they had more access the story was more sympathetic to it but um, it feels like there's no going back. Like there's probably a good Beckham documentary to be made. I'm not sure, but there's no way on earth that's getting made. He's not
0: going to. He is not going to give the interview for that documentary unless he's an exec producer. Yeah, and so therefore that. he'll be making money from it, and so therefore it's like just a puff piece ultimately for yeah, his ego. No, I completely agree. Um, that's actually, that's the that's the main point for me. But what I mean is that if we're gonna have to do it, sometimes I like the I'd prefer the Jordan way than the Tom Brady way, which I feel.
1: I think they're kind of the same I, though, think in jo- I
0: think in Jordan's mind that was warts and all even though it might not have been. Whereas uh, I think, Whereas Brady, I think in me, Brady's, he's a little bit... Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't and, seen it all. You're right. But yeah, my like, sense is that it's more the the presentation of Tom Brady to the world.
1: Michael Strahan is in the one where they lose to the Giants. Mm. And it's like, um, Strahan breaks the stack record that year and the Giants come from nowhere to beat them. And, you know, it's like, oh, that, that's one that got away. And there's a bit of self-deprecation in it. That's his version of Warts and All. You know, mm. um, I didn't do as Well, as I could have after my first three, I was coasting a bit, and then I changed and I discovered that I could like uh eat Live avocado, <laughs> eat avocado ice cream, and do whatever it takes to win. So, um, anyway, that's uh, that's where we got to.
0: No solution
1: 53106, the text number. If you've got any uh, better thing,
0: ideas for us, last thing you can still, I think, trick people into it, right? With massive egos. FIFA documentary, I don't know if it's blown away, it's nowhere near the line of uh, uh it's nowhere near the level of Jordan or anything like that, but I thought it was pretty good we had the producer on um, when it was out and basically was Seth Blatter involved in this in any way? Like why was he so Seth Blatter wasn't involved they just had the ego he gave them three days thought everybody was his best friend they thought they were making this lovely film about Seth Bladder, where he was going to tell his side of the story they didn't they told an objective story but Blatter is there giving them everything yeah you know so there is I think there is an, there's an ego uh aspect that you could still get this over the line but he but for gonna, yeah. for Beckham types and for Jordan for these businessmen sports people we're past it.
1: Yeah, oh, they, they all have sporting careers that merited that's an investigation. LeBron James yeah, so isn't well, going to do it. Well, you know. Uh, uh, the the LeBron films and, and documentaries like there there could be great stuff about his origin story but I again I don't think there's going to be too much about uh what if you just had stayed in one place and they built the team around you forever. If you weren't, but I don't know, LeBron James could end up as the president, right? That, that's still within the realm of possibility. That there's like that could be where his career trajectory goes. And he's thinking, I'm in LA, I'm in Hollywood. We're gonna make a movie that puts forward all my stuff. I'm building these schools, and now I have a base in Miami, and I've got one in Cleveland, and I've got one here, and you know, I can. But he'll make the movie. Yeah, and is my point. Like, and if if it's to the. With the aim of doing it, then I have a bit more sympathy for that as opposed to ah, I had scores to settle, and I want to be considered the greatest of all time, and I want to make sure that I get my side of this. Where you know, like there's there is some shady shit in the Brady story with the gate and there is some ah
0: the gate's
1: nothing and there is some stuff in there the, shady
0: you know, stuff there, but the gate's the most. It, the gate's well, okay. like, did okay. the Fox News tell you that the Patriots that he's fan. A bad
1: guy for a while? The, the well, Patriots but it was fan. A nothing story. Well, that I, was don't it was. Nothing. I don't think was. Awesome. I, anyway, anyway so he got his side out of the story and some people bought it, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Mick, we were going going along so well there. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to take a quick break (laughs) to let the tempers cool. (laughs)